And we're back just like that uh, for the spoiler version of episode 122 for a little movie that we watched called Project Motherfucking Power. Um, For the listening audience, uh, full disclosure, as we normally do, Aaron, should I tell them it has been no less than 24 hours since... uh, we press pause on that bad mamma jamma. Yep. Yeah. Just a little under 24 hours. So if the audio sounds different, uh, which I believe it does, uh, we try to keep everything consistent. And by the way, since we're in spoilers, I can say consistency was one of the reasons why this movie did not get a perfect score for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. What say you about that? Do you want to talk about that first? Cause I have, way more notes than you do for this uh, episode. And I think it's very relevant, Um, but I'm just not sure where it would like, you know, go up to par with what you have, if anything, left for notes. Um, Let me pull my notes back up. Is it safe? Well, so what we usually do, and, and actually what we haven't done for the new listeners is break down why this episode is different than most. Uh, we normally, if you go back, let's say there's a new listener, they, they don't know the, the roots of this podcast. We used to actually go to movie theaters and record podcasts in the parking lot of said movie theaters. Now that we have to do this uh, Zoom-style movie review, we get to have the advantage of writing down notes that we wouldn't normally be able to do inside of a movie theater. While watching it in real time, we used to pause the podcast, you know, shut off the car, go get uh, popcorn and warm nuts, and... I've always got warm nuts. I love warm nuts. And I love warm nuts in my mouth. I'm just going to say that out loud. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And wow, that's my stoner laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, that being said, this is a very good advantage that we can take notes while we watch said movie and then come back and intervene and and do the 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 podcast this way but it's not how things are normally done meaning i've been doing this podcast since uh captain america the first avenger uh that shit's like fucking 13 years ago boggles my fucking mind how I'm still doing this and because of the current situation that we're in, now we get to take notes and it's not something that was available to us in a dark theater pre pandemic. Mm -hmm. Correct. So like for me, it's, I, I really don't like to do it this way, but again, I'm contradicting myself because I have way more notes than you do, 
And it's because I'm such a huge nerd on the, all this like fantasy Marvel superhero shit mm-hmm. that I'm okay that I'm okay with doing that now. And if you have found what you're looking for, I would like you to expound on that before I do, I suppose. Uh, any 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 said notes that you haven't talked about that are spoilers and why or why or why not did you give this movie not an 11 d a perfect score well i have plenty of notes that are spoilers what do you what do you mean <clears throat> you want me to go i would like to, yes please well not all of them but maybe in the order that we're mm-hmm. talking about and why like why this movie didn't get the 11 d that maybe some people think it deserved uh, I don't think by any by any stretch I was never thinking this movie was going to be an 11 D, but we had our expectations at the at the beginning portion, right? And what made it what made it for you that gave the rating that you gave? Like what were the because I was talking about consistency before, but I want to get to that later because it's a huge spoiler. Well, maybe not. It, I don't know. So what say you? Well, um, the only things that, that made me give it a, a 7.11D out of 11. For, first of all, did you find your notes? That's what I was asking. Did I give you enough time rambling? Yeah, I got my for notes. You to, okay, all right, go ahead. The, the, I was saying uh, last night in the previous session that my biggest issue was with the sound mixing, which overall is mm. not the worst. It's not the worst thing. Um, it was just annoying. I can still see and hear you, by the way. I don't know why I just froze. Yeah, you're frozen for some reason. <laughs> Go ahead. I can still hear you. Hopefully, hopefully it's still recording. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is a disaster. Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm frozen. I can still hear you. I can still see you. Try turning your video off and then back on. Try turning it off uh, again. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, man, I, it's, it's, not, it's not anything I can take, I can handle right now. There we go. Can you see me? No, it's still frozen. Interesting. This is such a disaster. This proves to the new listeners that uh, we are not joking when we say this is all last minute and not planned. And something goes wrong inevitably almost every time. Oh, uh, yep. There we go. I just dropped out. I Uh-oh. think we're done. What in the world? The camera just failed. The... <laughs> The webcam just failed, but my audio is on, and I'm gonna. I am still recording. Hopefully, what is yeah, happening? It's still recording. Hold on. Uh, let me turn my video on on the mobile, and we are back. Audio is still recording. Hopefully. Yeah. Are we okay? Are we good to go on that? What the fuck is going on, dude? This could not be. More of an example of what the fuck I'm talking about, man. None of this is supposed to be like that. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is... I'm going to leave all of this in. Just so people know how fucking authentic everything is. Like, I... We were talking off camera. I'm going to wait till it's all fucking... I don't know what's recording and what's not. Should I stop? No, it's... What's happening? It still says it's recording. The camera... Stopped the video. It just dropped out. USB does not register. Your computer got hacked. 
Uh, didn't we talk about that on the first portion, how my Facebook has account? I, I, I thought that I, I, I'm actually proud that um, I'm pissing enough people off online to get hacked. And now, uh, now it's happening on the Zoom? What, what, dude, should we stop? I'm serious. Like, what are we supposed to do? No, it's just, it's no big deal. It's just, um, you know, the, the video. No out. big deal. No, no, I'm saying the video cut out, but it's still recording. It's still recording the audio. You don't see you don't see me on Switch to Weekly Audio. That's where I'm at now on both audio and video. Yeah, I see your video there. Oh man, this is disconcerting. Okay. Um, but on okay, so on your computer though, does it <laughs> does it still show the Zoom app is recording? Yep. Okay, should be fine, hopefully. Oh boy, this is so fucking weird. Okay, let's just, I don't think I'm going to take any of this out. Fuck it, I don't care anymore. Um, so, let, me, let me go back to what I was saying about- Please, um, I, I, I really have to double down on this. New and returning listeners know that this is 100% not planned. Why would we do this on purpose? Like, the, even the most genius people could not have planned exactly what happened when it happened while it was happening. I just got to, I just got to, this is fucking unbelievable. I, I okay. All right. I, okay. We're professionals though. We're going to make it through. But what happened is, is that I feel bad about the Joker episode and I don't talk to that guy anymore. And I think that I should, because I have an apology. <laughs> like I was wrong in that, but we aired it. I was, we were both mad at each other and I called him the next day when the Joker, when I was putting together the Joker review, he was like, no, leave it in when we argued. It's real shit. None of us are going to regret it. And I'm like, well, I will because it makes me look like a fucking asshole. <laughs> I still left it in. I still left it in. I listened to that review. Yes, you were an asshole. It's very, it's very hard to listen to. <laughs> You're right. I was an asshole to him. I called them out on it and I made him, I didn't make him do anything, but he apologized to me on that episode. I haven't talked to him since my fucking birthday and I'm going to keep this in because if he still listens, I'm sorry, dude. It was my fucking bad. <laughs> it takes a big man to admit when he's wrong. Well, especially, if, especially, uh, not really. He's not going to listen to this. So I was am I really about, a big man? I was referring to your weight. Excuse me. Oh, damn. How dare you? Burn. All right. So. We uh, want. <laughs> damn. Um, so I was. Maybe, uh, I, maybe I should be losing power. <laughs> I My only gripe with the movie was the audio mixing. The, the, the vocal audio or the dialogue um, tracks were too low. I that was not your only gripe. Come My on. Only, my only major gripe. So. I had to keep changing the volume on my Bose stereo system because it was way too loud. Whoa, 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 Wait a minute. I'm an asshole? And you're like, my Bose stereo system, by the hey, way, you, you, lower, you lower to middle class fucks. I hey, have hey. a Bose. <laughs> we, we got, my mom got that Bose back in 1995, dude. It, it mm. still works. I had to replace the... Um, Vintage Bose is the best Bose, by the way. Yeah. 
Well, I had to replace the receiver part of it with the CD player and everything because the, the original one went bad. But, I'm sure uh, the listeners. I'm sure the listeners want to. Yeah. But anywho, the speakers all. Sound good. <laughs> Why are we talking about vintage boat surround sound? Just so, finish your fucking point. God damn it. In the beginning of the movie, I had to keep adjusting the volume up and down to try to because like the opening scene was loud, and then I and then I couldn't hear, or then I turned it down. And then all of a sudden the dialogue comes in and I'm like, I can't hear shit. Let me turn it back. Well, it wait up. a minute. Do you have do you have it hooked up with an optical cable? No, this system doesn't have optical. That's your fault. That's why it's an off balance. No, because it's not like that on other. This shit is recorded in 5.1 digital surround sound, and your garbage trash surround sound can't process it. Don't blame that on the movie. How dare you? Other movies sound just fine. Okay. How dare you? All right, all right. So, but besides that, uh, <laughs> uh, but I did agree with you uh, on the previous session that um, there were points in the movie where I was like, "Wait, what did they just?" I had to turn on the fucking subtitles. I had no idea what they were saying. Yeah, exactly. And you, you I, I, my wife's out of town, so I could easily listen to it loudly. Um, Wow! How dare you? But you're, you know, you you're not watching it on a stereo. There, you know, you couldn't keep it too. No, I was I was watching on the big screen, uh, the 55 inch television that's currently sitting at the foot of my bed because I'm a motherfucking boss. Ah, that's a 55 inch. Nice. I think that's what she said. (laughs) I don't I don't think it is actually. It's probably 45. The reason I say that is because we I just got a 55 inch. Roku TV, which I love, by the way, for like two hundred. You know the you know the one in the living room, that's yeah. fifty five. The one in my, the one in my fucking jail cell of an office. Uh, that I think it's a forty right now. That's like a forty two inch something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anywho, um, the only other thing I had to say was the the script. It was it was so so. You know, as far as like storyline mm. and all that. There were some cool things that they did that, especially cinematically, that were unique um, or that I hadn't seen before. I agree. That was cool. Um, And especially with... You have yet to answer the question, why wasn't this movie perfect for you? Are you answering that question? Because you're answering it very nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just... Okay. It's just not... uh, It didn't blow me away, but it was really good. So I think it's very entertaining at the very at the very least. Yes. Entertaining. It it deserves a second watch, I think. Um I was I, thinking the, the same thing. Yeah. But other than that, not too many not too many problems that I had with it. Uh except, you know, like you said there were a few uh a few times where the CG wasn't as good as it could have been. Agreed. Um, hmm. now, how about that scene near the beginning where the girl gets into the fight with the girl? I was going to ask you where we go from here, and I'm glad that you're saying that. The uh, opening scene, I think it was, she, she's trying to deal drugs, and then they steal her shit. They, okay. get, they attack her, and I swear, in, one, in, the, in the one scene, she like pulled the guy's nose off. Did you see that? There was, okay, so I have a lot of 
you know me, I'm a graphics guy. I love visual effects. Uh, you're an audio guy, so you hear more of the audio stuff in in movies that I don't pick up because I'm I'm the one that's being uh, OCD over the graphics. You're being OCD over the audio. Right. So you're the yan to my yin. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. Is that? Well, there are. Is that, is that homophobic for me to say that? There are only two main elements of a movie, and that's audio and video. <laughs> well, um, there are visual effects involved, I suppose. And, uh, Still video, though. Still video. It is, but it's <laughs> augmented reality, is it not? That's why they're called effects. Yeah. Um, that being said, let's 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 revert back to one of the notes that I took um, regarding uh, what you just brought up with the um, the girl. Uh, I think it might be a little bit cliche uh, as to what's going on and did and first of all did we even bring up the whole I don't know why my voice is cracking I'm a 40 year old man and I'm going through puberty. <laughs> What do you what do you think about uh, the we we talked we touched for a, a minute a little bit on the the hip hop infusion the fact that there's a lot of poetry and like how words are her superpower and there's this whole thing where JGL is going after the, okay, so one thing that I, I, I gotta digress a lot. I, I apologize for the new listeners. This is a lot about how this show happens. I, I start breaking shit down and here we go. Here we go. There's this, there's this whole deal with how JGL is trying to shut down this drug cartel with this new super dope digital drug that I even want to try while I'm watching this fucking movie. I want to know what my fucking superpower is. Allegedly, in this movie, he knows that his boss knows that he's doing these fucking pills. Yes or no? Yeah. And so... Everybody wants to know what their superpower is. And I, I talked about this before, but now we can talk about it because it's fucking spoilers. What on earth, and I, I wrote this down, he is trying to crack down on the one thing that makes him a superstar cop, and everybody knows about it. So is he actually introducing the notion that I don't want to do this anymore because it could kill me because I can see what it does to people if they OD, but I am a law abider. I am upholding the law. Mm -hmm. I want to stop this so I don't have to do this anymore. Or do you think that he, so it, like, like you mentioned the other, uh, in the previous session, it's a, it's a snake biting its own tail in time to travel. That means that you're just continuing the same loop, but what he's trying to do is stop the loop. He's trying to quit the drugs that he needs in order to quit the drugs. 
if all of that shit is off the table, then JGL's character can stop taking drugs because he stopped the drugs from happening in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. That's his basic quest. Yeah. He's, act- he's actively trying to stop the one thing that makes him bulletproof so he can stop crime. But once that happens, he's not a superhero anymore. He's not as good of a cop as he can be. So is he inevitably trying to kill the one thing that makes him a great cop? It's the whole Inception thing. He's going after the source to, no, not Inception, Looper. He's going after the source to stop it from happening in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's Come using... Come on. Tell me that's not a fucking genius idea that I came up with within the past 48 hours. Yes, it is. It's a very good Thank idea. You. Um, we can stop right there. Thank you for listening. Uh, you guys can hit us up on... No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, he's he's he realizes is that in order to fight fire, he has to fight with fire. He has to use the drug. Right, but by doing that, by doing that, he eliminates the drug. Therefore, no fire. He know. wants to quit. He wants to stop the source of the fire so that he can also stop killing it. If anything, we have a lot to talk about. This is my point. Oh, you're getting too deep, man. Too deep. <laughs> ah, analysis, baby. All right, so here we go. Um <laughs> Okay, let's let's uh, move let, let's move past that. I made my point uh, on how deep I can be. Let's keep going. Um, so there was a, a note that I wrote down. Remember um, when JGL got on the bicycle? There was another movie that I believe that this was referencing and giving an homage. How do you say it? Homage or homage? Uh, either way. We've had this conversation before, I believe, but it's funny and it pertains. Do you say homage? I say homage. Depending on who I'm talking to, I say homage. Um, If I'm talking to people that are on my intellectual level because I'm a motherfucking genius, then I say homage and I don't get made fun of for it. But when I start talking to my friends that aren't that Let's just call them what they are. My my red dot Florida friends. Oh. Uh, when I say homage, they're like, oh, well, you think you're better than me? Yes. Yes, I am. I didn't vote for Trump. Anyway. I think I have to cut that out. I think I have to cut that out. What's that? It, it also just depends on, on where you grew up, regional things sometimes too. Like um, – it also depends on what you read as a child when you're reading it. You know what? Thank you for rescuing me on that. I think that's uh, uh, very intuitive, and, and I appreciate it. Um, it has to do with your upbringing on how you pronounce things some, mostly. But, uh, like, for instance, I got a perfect example. Growing up in Utah, we pronounced the word both with an L. So it's Wait, I still don't know what you're saying. What are you saying? The word both, B-O-T-H. Oh, both. both. Okay. The both of you. Well, in certain regions of the U.S., people pronounce it with an L in the middle. So it's like B-O-L-T-H, both. That's not a thing. It is a thing. Both? Both. 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 Yeah. So it, if you listen like to, to certain... That's, 
one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. What are you talking about right now? I'm just telling you something. I might have to cut this out. I'm really interested. What the fuck are you saying? Both? Yes, certain regions have this thing where they say both differently. They say it both. So when I grew up, when I was growing up in Utah, we pronounced it both. So when I came to here to Florida, one of my friends, Nate, actually pointed it out to me. And he's like, why are you saying both? Shout out to Nate, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, same thing, like, you know, in Utah, we called it um, pop, and down here, it's soda. Soda. You know? Actually, I don't, I don't call it either one of those. You call it what? Whatever I'm drinking. Coke, Sprite. <laughs> don't call it fucking soda pop or sody. I don't give a fuck. Give <laughs> me what I want. I want Sprite. I don't want 7-Up, okay? I don't want Diet Coke. I want Coke. Coca-Cola, okay? Hey, it reminds okay. me of, I don't uh, know. I'm doing, I'm doing the whole remember, thing. Remember, you know? in clerks? remember in Clerks, all the people coming in, hey, give me a pack of smokes. They never specify what smokes. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, we're going to give you these nails. My favorite line of all time on that. Here we go. Ready? What do you mean there's no ice? I got to drink this coffee hot. <laughs> Cancer, mer- Cancer merchant. Yeah. <laughs> I love that fucking shit, dude. <laughs> anyway, right. uh, my notes are yours. Where are we going? Uh, I'll do. I'll do one of my notes. Let's see. Hey, what did you think about JGL's old school Casio watch? My dad. I swear, my dad had the same oh, exact. Jesus watch. Christ! Hold on. I have a note about that. <laughs> Hold on. I do. I swear to God. You're going way past my shit, though. All right. Um, he's wearing the watch like he he right in the beginning when he takes the first pill he sets his watch. So. Okay. Well. Okay. So maybe I can bring that into one of my notes. What do you think about the whole watch thing? The fact that they have to time it. Uh, I. I my only I guess is that they're. That's their own reminder of when the shit's going to wear off so that they know. But multiple people do it. Don't you think that if you've been doing it for a long time, you would have a grasp as to how long this shit goes? And it's also not an exact five minutes. So it's one of these things where we've talked about this for a really long time in cinema history where the seconds that tick down if there's a bomb that's about to explode – Five seconds on screen is 20 seconds in real life. It's like, no, I'm sitting there as a viewer of this fucking movie, counting this shit down. This is one of the movies that does it almost to perfection. The seconds that get counted down, regardless of what you're talking about, always, but, but at the same time, it's not the real time because there's still a little bit of a slowdown because of the action and stuff like that, but if you grasp that, um, Jesus Christ, there's so much shit I have to. Uh, so okay, just go then. I just go. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was it was interesting. Am I, am I anywhere near what what you're talking about, or no? Am I way off? Well, I was just pointing out that the watch he was wearing seemed like his, you know, old school Casio watch, and it was digital. The calculator one, right? No, it wasn't the calculator one. I, I had the calculator one as a kid, but my dad had this. <laughs> my dad had the same one that he was wearing in this movie. Oh, wow. I remember that, and that was back in the 80s. Can so, we say who your dad is or no? 
No. What? I mean, we... the, the relevance of uh, the Utah reference. No. It doesn't okay. come into play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to say that loud. But, but I, I, anyway, do think, I do agree with you on the fact that it's like, why are they setting their clock for the five minutes? But, Thank you. But, but if you think about it in terms of if you, you just took this pill, we don't know how time is perceived once you're on the drug. Things might be going super fast. Mm. And, and then also you want to make sure that you know once the effects wear off so that you can prepare to get your ass kicked. You know, because <laughs> you, you, you have they, did. they actually did that. You don't have any superpowers anymore. So you got to know when, when okay. it's back off. So this brings up another point that I think I asked before. Do you not feel any pain while that's going on? And after it wears off, you have to feel the pain, right? Because Machine Gun Kelly's character knew very well that his skin burned and he was marred. Like he was fucking scarred all over the place. He was the fire guy. He lit himself on fire knowing. So the entire time he was on those drugs, was he in pain? And afterwards he had to be because after it wore out, it's gone, man. You're fucking fried and you know that's going to happen. So yeah. are you a supervillain or a superhero for getting the right kind of superpower and then just leaving it to chance? Like, I don't... Yeah, that they don't really, to they me don't is go, fucking wild, man. They don't really go into that at all, but I would assume that they they definitely feel pain afterward. They have to. He's scarred. He's losing him. He's missing a fucking eyeball. Right. Um. So, okay. What I, so what I had written down is... <laughs> I made a, a fucking stupid reference to... There was another movie with... Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt on a bicycle as a messenger. It, was it called The Courier or something like that? They made a, a, a reference to almost every single movie that Joseph Gordon-Levitt has ever been in. And am I the only one that caught up on it? Because he says people say Robin multiple times. And Robin was brought up on uh, as far as like Batman and Robin, some like uh, superhero shit was definitely brought up here. And so is this intentional or it was obviously intentional and, or maybe, well, I don't know, maybe it was, or maybe it wasn't. I, I need to know if you think that those uh, superhero tropes were done on purpose, like as a nod, because I, I did mention um, and I took notes about uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt being a DC character in a Batman movie as Robin and many times um, I have it written down here uh, where is it? Hold on. Let me, let me get it real quick. Uh I have a lot of continuity error notes here. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking out myself. Hold on. This is why. This is why this is bad. Say again. 
I said you're a continuity error. I am. I am my own continuity error. I, I believe in uh, Mandela effect, which we're going to do a podcast for. Uh, but my, I guess basically my point is um, there are a lot of uh, scenes that are referenced, uh, like Robin, names that he was referred to in this movie about other movies that he previously did in other universes. Yeah, I, I didn't um, pick up on that, so I'm not sure. I think that's just because I'm a fucking super huge nerd. So let's move let's move past that. I did want to go back real quick to the uh, Machine Gun Kelly, The Burning Man. What did you think of those yes. special effects? I thought they were pretty badass. Um, I guess those were the ones that I actually had a problem with in the first place. Uh, I think, you know, as a personal note, I'm the one that introduced you uh, to Machine Gun Kelly in the first place. He's a wicked fast rapper. I really like him. Uh, I think I, I spoke uh, on that in the in the previous, um, in the non-spoiler version. Um, I did the whole Eminem comparison thing. Uh, I, I had an issue uh, with the CG while he was in it because I think they could have done way better. Uh, but again, to back up what I was saying um, from the previous recording session is that they, they did as good as they could with the budget they had. And at the time that they had it, um, who were we to say that that's not how Machine Gun Kelly's face would look if he was actually on fire. We don't know what that would look like. No. So there's nothing to actually compare it to unless you've seen somebody actually burn to death. Right. One of the reasons I brought that up is because while I enjoy the, the visual effects, I particularly think it could have been done better, but... Who am I to say? I've never, I've never seen Machine Gun Kelly's face on fire. <laughs> um, Anybody's face on fire? Well, I have, but that's a whole other podcast. Anyway, um, I'm not mad at it, man. Like, I actually have a note here that says I'm not mad at it. Uh, I, Okay, so I guess where we go from here is that uh, what was the movie with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt on a on a on a bike delivering? Do you, have you seen that movie? Um, maybe I can look it up right now. Hold on. Uh, or are you, are you on IMDb or what are you on right now? Yeah, I'm on. I got all of his movies pulled up here. Um, it could have been. There's brilliant. a movie. There's there's a movie that he did as a, uh, as a bike messenger in New York. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, hold on hold on. I know the cyclist movie. was it the cyclist something like that. No, um, it was Premium Rush. Is that what it was? Yeah, Premium Rush. Have you ever seen that movie? I've never seen it. I think I did watch it way back when it came out, which was uh, this, 2012. 
There was a scene in this movie, and I actually wrote it down. LOL, there was another movie with JGL on a bicycle as a messenger. <laughs> was it called The Messenger or The Courier or something like that? Yeah. yeah um, so that's, that's where, what was the name of it? Premium Rush. Premium Rush. That's so fucking weird. Have you seen it? I want to I watch it so bad. I think I watched it way back when it came out. And this, there was a scene in this movie where I was like, are they just giving a nod to everything that he's been in? Because so far, uh, Robin has been mentioned. Uh, there was a scene where he was actually riding a bike in this movie that harkened, harkened? Is that a word? Harkened back to uh, Premium Rush. Um, and that was a note that I actually took down. So this is, this is what I'm telling you where we separate uh, as as nerds i suppose because i got all of these references whether they were done on purpose or not i do not know but i wrote it down right and that's not where it ends i have multiple notes on other movies that he's been in and reference like especially other superhero and marvel movies so where are you at right now should i keep going um I wanted just a small note. I wanted to mention. Um, how about that scene where uh, Jamie Foxx's character goes to the uh, apartment and the guy answers the door and it's like a drug dealer, and he leaves to go and check up on him to call the, to call the guy to make sure he's legit, and he uses that string to open up the uh, what, are, what are those locks called? The sliding lock with the chain chain lock he used he just used a simple string and he was able to open the door and i'm like wow is it really, yeah is I, really that I'm, easy? I'm so glad that you brought that up because i'm like are they really showing us a way to just break into people's houses willy-nilly uh yeah but but this this does bring up i'm glad that you brought that up because i didn't write it down hoping that you would bring it up and you did i used to as you know, I used to work for a large hotel chain and we used to have this special tool that if people went missing or didn't show up for long periods of time, we could break into their, not break into their, not break into because we were the hotel owning said space. But if people didn't hear from the tenant for a while, whoever was there, the guest in the hotel, we would have this special key to open that little thing that you put over your door to lock it so nobody can kick it in and break in mm -hmm. this movie posits that there's a way to forego that method so like and it might actually be true it might work in certain places but i think that was put there for a specific reason so what why why did you bring that up like what would be i just thought it was interesting that they would first of all show how easy it is to do right um but it, it also makes it me kind of wonder you know because you know hotel rooms that's all that's all you have well most of the hotel rooms now have the uh the metal bar thingy with the knob on it um yeah this wasn't one of those this was no, one of those this was just a regular old sliding lock on a chain I think it was interesting for more than one reason. Uh, you're right. It was it was kind of random that I was shown there. It's like, hey, look, if this is something 
that you want to take care of, you can do it with uh, MacGyver style. I was just thinking, uh, that. It's, it's totally, yeah. they were doing a MacGyver. <laughs> it was like, hey, if you don't want to be locked out of this place, get a big ass zip tie and you can defeat this lock. That was, um, basically they showed you a hack to get into your significant other's place, even if they don't want you there. Um, and I actually wrote that down. Uh, it's so weird. But right after that, um, I don't know. So what say you about that? Is Is that provoke a question or did we just figure it out? Like, I don't know. What I just thought it was that. interesting. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting um, that they would show that. But then again, you know, they show life hacks like that on, on YouTube all the time. I mean, you could go on YouTube and watch a video yeah. on how, how to pick a lock, you know. That's, that's what I was thinking. It's like, it's interesting that they included this portion of the video that doesn't need to be there. But at the same time, are they showing us how false security, false sense of security is so easy to portray? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's something I just figured out. Um, so speaking of that, uh, cliches and movies, fast forward a little bit towards where we have the cliche gun and badge scene where he has to say, hey, I fucked up. You're mad at me. Uh, I'm, and he's like, give up your gun and badge. <clears throat> Lots of cliches in this movie made me think it wasn't uh, an 11 Um But that was one of them. I, I hate cliches to where they're like, oh, we already know this guy is done. Why do they always have to do this one scene where he has to give up his gun and his badge? <laughs> it's, it's like ever since Beverly Hills Cop, ever since <clears throat> that, it's been a trope. And okay, we get it. Just why can't you say you're fired? Just just go, just leave. We don't need to see the whole gun and badge thing. I don't know why that's a huge. Anyway, it was one I, of my notes. I also liked how they they kind of tried to stay hip with with the times and the kids. How they were communicating. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Fox and the and the little black girl that was in school. They were trying to. Um, hmm. They were they were talking, but they were communicating using using emojis. So when she put up a, a, an, an emoji of a church and, and a chicken, I was like, oh, church is chicken. I wrote that down. I'm glad yeah. that you brought that up. I think we talked about that in the first portion. And um, I want to bring that into the next thing that I have written down. Unless, oh, sorry. I, I probably stepped on your point. Go ahead. No, that, that's all I wanted to say. They, they, they tried to include certain things to make it more relevant with today's time. So we didn't talk enough about how much hip hop was incorporated to this. Oh, that girl, man, that freestyle rap she did. I was like, yeah. damn, that was, that we was haven't, it. we haven't even talked about that yet. And the fact that I thought as much as I am a hip hop artist, uh, wink, wink analysis 49, go look for me online. I got some, some dope ass rhymes. Uh, I thought it was out of place. Like, um, as much as I love hip hop and all the references, I really think they were trying to promote this actress, as good as she was, as also a hip hop artist. Uh, we get it. You're good at poetry. Let's let's continue with the movie. 
I, as much as I love hip hop, I thought that it was a little bit misplaced, but they actually worked it in well enough to where by the end of it, I was like, all right, whatever. It, we get it. She wants to be a rapper. Well, but, um, it, but then you find out it was just all in her head that she didn't really do it. Did we? Yeah. Right at the end, they show, they cut back to the scene of the teacher just staring at her like, well, you can either give me that. Oh, uh, that's right. You're right. You it was a sort of a, she knows how good she was, but she didn't have the balls to do it in public. I guess that's why it resonated with me. Good job, dude. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, that's, right. that's a good, that's a good fucking point. Um, she was the hero in, in, in her own mind, but then she didn't actually right. have the cojones. And she just went to the fucking principal's office and took it. Yeah. She um, just off and threw her shit another thing. Can I say something too? I, I mean, I know we're, we're going a little bit uh, all over the place, willy nilly, but um, this movie reminded me, thank you for bringing up the, the whole urban thing because it ro- reminded me that a little bit of Hancock. Right, we talked about that last night, yeah. Did we? Okay. I've not seen Hancock. I need to put that on the list. Uh, you haven't seen it, but what I was saying is is um, it very much had a hip-hop feel to it with a superhero mix, and I felt that that's, what this, that's, all, that's all it is. It, you don't have to watch the movie in order to make that connection, <laughs> is that this is a superhero movie with a lot of hip-hop connections. That's all I was saying, period. Yeah. Glad we got that out of the way. Um, one of the things I have written down is that after said kidnapping, he caught her messaging on her own phone and let her get away with it. What's that about? I think that's one of the reasons this movie also gets a strike for me. Like one away from not being perfect is that he kidnaps this, this girl and then catches her text messaging and then lets her do it and keep it just to keep the i mean is there any am i wrong is there any uh blowback on that am i am i wrong about saying that that why why the fuck did that happen in the first place i don't get it there are in other words in order for me to grasp this movie there are things that you just have to accept that they wrote in there just to keep the plot going that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, suspend just uh, suspension of disbelief. Yeah, but in in this way, in in this way, as 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 much as we enjoyed this movie, it was very entertaining. And again, um, I might watch it a second time with other people, but uh, just because it's entertaining, the logic in these scenes that I wrote down really suspends the suspension of disbelief. These are the things that make me not want to believe what I was in for to begin with. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of that movie Drive Angry. Remember that one with... Um, I haven't was... seen it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's there's some similar, similar uh, characteristics between the two movies. Right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's the one where he goes to hell and has to drive out? Yeah, we, he comes back to earth to uh to save a child and they're trying to bring him back to hell and yeah and he's driving a uh like a dodge charger and shit the whole time right he's had a couple different vehicles but yeah (laughs) one of them uh a flaming motorcycle like uh right 
Nailed it. <laughs> um, right, so the next thing I have here is... Oh, speaking of which, how are you going to rap when you... With, wait. Oh. How are you going to rap when you got stage fright? Um, as performers, uh, as a current slash former rapper uh, and want to be comedian, somebody who has issues um, with public speaking, even though we like to perform this particular quote, how are you going to rap when you got stage fright hits so close to home that we have things to say and we want everybody to hear it, but we're too socially awkward or scared to actually go on stage and perform. Mm -hmm. um, I particularly like this because it it's relatable. I don't know if there's any other way to say that without sounding like a fucking huge nerd, but um, that basically resonates within the entire movie. Um, and it's the only way I think that they were able to successfully tie in um, the rapping with the girl before we all got to see her actual superpower. And that's the next thing that I have uh, written down here whenever you're ready. Yeah. Um, Are you okay? What are you doing? What's going on? What the fuck is happening? No, I'm looking at my notes. I think your camera's off because I... <clears throat> oh, sorry. I was sitting down. Aha. There we go. Hey. Do what you want. I just didn't know what's happening. I didn't, I didn't know where you were. Where'd you go? Uh, so do I go on my next note or do you have something to say about that? Um, I want, I wanted to, I just, yeah, I didn't have much more to say about that. As far as stage fright goes as a performer, you know, I had it when I was younger. Um, but what helped me in the beginning was actually, I just started out singing karaoke and I had stage fright and I would just get liquored up, you know, and then I, then I, <laughs> So I'd, I'd, I'd have a good buzz going. I'd get up and I'd sing and I had no problem. Eventually, I got over the stage fright. Now, if I play in front of larger crowds, then I get a little bit, you know, tense, a little bit uh, stage fright. People you don't know, I think. Yeah, it's not just people I don't know. It's just if I'm playing in a new place where I'm not necessarily comfortable, like Pegasus Lounge, where I hang out all the time, it doesn't matter how many people are there. I'm, Shout I'm, out to Julie and Pegasus Lounge. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable there. I've played there, you know, uh, but but if I play somewhere, too, I'm comfortable there too, and nobody knows me there. <laughs> I, I, if I'm playing somewhere new, like a couple years ago when I went out to California, uh, and I played, oh, yeah. I played at a couple open mics there. Um, you know, it's a totally different scene, so I had a little, I was a little bit nervous, but I I blew them away, you know. So you just have, you know, once you I'm get that, I'm so glad you said away. <laughs> um, I blew. I fucking blew them when they love me. No, but you know, once you get to come a on, certain that was a, come point, on, that's a good joke. Once you get to a certain point where you have enough confidence in your abilities, 
it, it doesn't matter if you're a little bit nervous, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna perform well in most cases. Well, I like, um, we, we were on a meet and greet with, uh, Judah Freelander and you got to, uh, have the privilege of talking to me with the Squire brothers, I think. Was that you or no? No, but on, on Friedlander, uh, he actually called me out a couple different times and made fun of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was funny. It was, I was, I was laughing at myself. It was, it was pretty Yeah. Funny. Yeah, it was good. Um, and, and I guess I bring that up because we, um, there was this thing where I was mentioning in the first portion about references to Batman and Robin um, with JGL not being in any superhero movies. I couldn't really place him in anything, but there was a, a sort of a mention that he was going to be the next Robin if Christopher Nolan went on to do the sequels from the original three uh, that he did for DC. And I actually mentioned that in my notes, I said Batman and Robin reference. I mentioned what <laughs> I actually wrote that out loud uh, in all caps. It's like, um, there's another Spider-Man, uh, uh, there's another movie reference that I did, Amazing Spider-Man, um, that this, the, this movie almost exactly referenced with the, the uh, lizard DNA, the animal DNA, mm -hmm. that everybody was able to tap into with those pills. And if it didn't tap into them, they would just basically internally combust or explode because there was no uh, pill. There was no equivalent to their evolution of mankind, which is basically the premise behind almost every single Marvel villain or DC villain. They want to get to the core of how we are mutants or how we're sort of all in some way, shape or form the potential to be superheroes or supervillains this pill will basically let you know what your power is, what your weakness is. And if you don't have either or, you will die. You will explode. There's, there's no in between. You're either a supervillain, you're either a superhero, or you will die because you have no discerning qualities to make you either or. Right. And that's what, that's what this movie posits, and I fucking love it. It's never been done before. And... We haven't even gotten to the actual point of Jamie Foxx's character doing this because he himself is viewed as a supervillain, but he's doing it for all the right reasons according to his own experience. Right. Yeah. This so go ahead. This movie posits a world in which we're all doing something. He, all he wanted to do was get his daughter back. And now yeah. he's a fucking legend and a, a myth almost in tracking these people down that do these drugs because he's trying to get rid of it. And so is JGL. But for JGL, his character needs to stop it in order so he doesn't have to do it anymore. The only reason he's doing the drugs is to stop the drugs in the first place. It's fucking mind boggling. It's you know the, what that reminds it's me the of? Snake, it's the snake eating its own tail and the time travel shit that I was talking about uh, with the 12 Monkeys TV show. Not only that, but the movie itself. Go it ahead, continue. I fucking of, love how this is happening. It also kind of reminds me of Minority Report, where yes, precognition. 
Right. The precognition, he was, he was the one tracking people down. And then all of a sudden they're coming after him. They're using the technology against him. So uh, it's a similar it's kind of great, concept. But yeah, I did, did want to say, I thought Jamie Foxx's character was pretty ruthless, but he, he was awesome because we knew, we knew mm-hmm. eventually at some point we knew he was doing it for the, the right reasons. But, but, he was do, do, but do we ultimately? Well, we, I started to get the feeling that he was. Yeah, uh, I think we all did. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I think the message, if I'm misinterpreting it, is that it's all about perception. It, it, you can think somebody's bad because they're going after something and you don't know why and you're automatically making them out to be a supervillain. But this guy has good intentions, maybe misunderstood, much like I am with my fucking anger issues and all that. I am essentially Bruce Banner and the Hulk. So you need to figure out whether I'm angry for a good reason or for a bad reason. And if you're on the the wrong end of my huge green fist, you're going to call me a fucking bad guy. (laughs) Am I wrong? No, you're, you're totally right. It's all about perception, and I fucking love – and they even talked about this a lot. Like, what makes you think that he's the fucking good guy? She's like, I just believe him. Why would he Why would he make this shit up? He wants to go get his daughter, and he actually did want to go get his daughter. We yeah. haven't even touched on the actual premises of this because I believe we said in the first portion that basically everything we talk about is a fucking spoiler. It's, it's, it's genius, or maybe <laughs> – not so much that they brought this small thing out and depending on what side of the coin you're on you're either a good guy or a bad guy and that's something that has been brought up in dc movies and marvel movies but not this blatantly like look this guy is looking for his daughter that's not a bad thing she was fucking kidnapped he's willing to do whatever he needs to do to get to her and if that makes him a bad guy so be it yeah. He's not a supervillain. You might see him as a bad guy, but he's not a fucking bad guy. He just wants to find his kidnapped daughter. That's it. I wanted to um I wanted to talk about we had already kind of discussed a little bit of the cinematics and how mm-hmm. I love the cinematics of this movie. They did mm-hmm. a lot of things that were not common or that were new. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we already talked very about much. So I, I, I totally agree with the, the, especially the chameleon scene that I talked about before. Yeah. We talked I, about I, the chameleon camouflage dude, or as dude. soon as we're done with this, I'm going to go watch that fucking scene again. That shit was brilliant, man. I've never yeah. seen anything like that before. The other scene I wanted to talk about was probably like my, my favorite scene of the movie cinematically was when he blew off, he blew off the main bad guy's hand. And then, yes. and then he turned into a big, huge monster, kind of like, well, at first I thought like Hulk, but then I thought actually it was more like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Jekyll and Hyde. Did I bring that up last night? Are you fucking with me right now? Did you we did. talk about this before? You did bring it up, but I had it in my notes. We both thought the same thing. Good for you. Good for you, because I hope that I didn't completely freak out. I'm glad that I brought that up already, but yes. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It reminded yeah. me of that scene and also Hellboy a little bit. Where I his Yeah, Hellboy too a little. Yep. But yeah, holy so fucking I shit, thought, dude. I Thank you for that. Scene. I thought it was the coolest looking scene. Um and he had um, you know, blew his hand off and then he, you know, then he 
blows up into this big monster. I like the scene, and it also reminded me of how much better they could have done because, to me, the CG is almost exactly the same level. I could tell everything was a little bit plastic. It didn't seem real to me, just like the scene from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Right. Even to today's standards, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen did a better job than this movie because this movie reminded me of that. It probably had a bigger budget. <laughs> this movie should have done way better in exploring that CG arm because it's 2020, man. And that movie, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, took place super long ago. And the CG is exactly the same. That's a fucking disgrace. Yeah. Yeah. That... But I'm a visual guy. You don't see it as much as I do. But yeah. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you that I, I actually think it was a nod to that sort of movie making. Either they ran out of money or they're like, let's do this exactly like that scene so people can know that we're tipping our hat to, to said, you know, movie makers. And right. cheers, because we both wrote it down and we didn't even talk about I mean, I maybe brought it up, but we didn't talk about it. Um, we have to move on because this is going way longer than we're supposed to. Uh, yeah. Lucky for you, we're halfway, we're, we're more than halfway through the rest of my pages, so. I, um, I actually only have three more notes. Do you want to talk about them first? Where are we going next? Yeah, we can uh, we can knock mine out real quick. Um, they're not very long. Um, I wanted to ask you what you thought of the final, I don't know what you call it, final battle scene where they're on the roof and Jamie Foxx, you know, uses his powers to like blow everybody up. Uh, let's get that. Uh, let's push that towards the end because one thing I wanted to say to you is another thing that I referenced. Um, I think I already said it, but the Spider-Man, I referenced plot almost exactly with the lizards and shit like that. That's mm -hmm. got to come back with what you're talking about. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, um, here's, here's another thing I wrote is, uh, why kill him and keep him connected to the bar tap? Do you remember this scene? It was no. cool looking uh, where, where uh, he went to the bar and the bartender was the main guy and he ended up killing him and putting him onto the bar tap and his blood from the skull ended up going into and everybody was drinking his blood. You don't remember that? No, I must have missed that. Maybe Jesus I was Christ. Maybe I was writing notes down or something. Um, so there's this scene where uh, I believe it's JGL goes in looking for uh, I guess the 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 guy that you know was gonna I guess call him Robin or whatever. Uh, I wrote down, why would you kill the bartender? Did you not Do you not remember the bartender scene at all? No. He was asking him questions, and he, he took the bartender and literally pulled his head 
into the tap. And eventually somebody started drinking the blood. <laughs> did you not see this part? What did you do? Well, that's what I'm saying. I might have been, like, taking notes at the time, and maybe I missed it. It was cool looking, but how would that blood flow? How would that blood flow work? Like, served, it served no other purpose than to set up a cool fight scene in the club. I'm not complaining about that fight scene, but the only reason why this fight scene existed was because this guy's head got slammed into the bar tap to kill him. Why didn't he just knock him out, set him behind the bar, and then all of a sudden somebody's drinking blood and that's what freaks everybody out? You don't see the fucking right, right, dead right. bartender's head smashed into the fucking thing? So yeah. I wrote that down. And it's, it's, it's fucking crazy that you don't remember this huge scene where a guy's head got smashed into a fucking bar tap. I'm going to have to go back and watch it now. It's, 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 it was one of the, the reason for me why this movie didn't make it a, an 11 was because of the inconsistencies and stupid things like this that I, I, I really like about the movie. Uh, artistically, they're great. I love the idea of somebody's brain blood flowing through the drink, and that's why everybody screams. But the guy attached to the fucking brain, you don't notice that he fucking died when you were ordering your drink? Like, to me, the inconsistency in this movie, as much as I really love this movie, and I will watch it again. The thing is, I don't understand why this movie is so smart in some places and in these places, super stupid. Why, if you're looking to go kill somebody, why would you leave the bartender giving everybody drinks and kill him when that's the first person people are going to see that's going to be dead in that, in that particular scene? But, but again, I'm not complaining. It made a super cool excuse for one of the best fighting scenes I've seen in a really long time in a movie. Am I wrong? Like that bar scene was insane. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Again, I think it's more of a, we have to suspend our disbelief in certain instances because the movie's already got some supernatural elements that aren't really, you know, earth-like. They're not explained, right. 100%. So I I did... uh, The next thing I have is um, the one note that you mentioned with uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with the, I called him the White Hulk Mm -hmm. with his arm. Um, Continuity errors. JGL's eye, when he got shot, it was bloodshot from the very beginning. And then multiple times during the movie, it switched. It was bloodshot because he remember he got shot in the side of the head, but he was on the pills. He was on right. on the drug, so it didn't kill him, but he had a bloodshot eye. I did not notice that the eye switched. It it didn't switch eyes. It switched with being bloodied or not bloodied. Okay. So does and I actually wrote this down. Continuity error. Does this mean that only when he's on the drug does it go back to his eyeball being bruised? Which also doesn't make any sense. 
I would wouldn't think it would be, be the other way around. Right. That's my point. Wouldn't you be able to take the pill and it gets rid of the said trauma from when you weren't on it? Right. This is a backwards-ass concept that I could not wrap my head around in this fucking yeah. movie, which is why it is... It's not a, no. You do. I know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. I didn't pick up on it. That's what I'm saying. I need. I need to watch. When it. you look at his eyeball, you can only see the the red bruised when he's on the pill. That's uh, okay. It's fucking man. weird, man. Yeah, that is weird. Oh, so I have another. Um, Okay, I said, I, okay, here we go. I'm going to read it verbatim. Why kill him and keep connected to the bar tap? It was cool looking, but how would that blood flow work? It served no other purpose than to set up a cool fight scene, which I'm not complaining about, but I kind of am. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt says Robin multiple times which harkens back to his character uh, in, in the Christopher Nolan Batman Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises shit, Dark yeah. Okay, so um, continuity error equals JGL's eye. Some scenes healed, others not. Um, and also I brought, a, I brought full circle back around to he fights what he needs to cancel, even though what he needs to cancel is what he uses to fight what he needs to cancel. <laughs> I don't, I am not a, I, I, I don't like ecstasy, but in order to kill the ecstasy trade, I have to take a shit ton of ecstasy. Mm -hmm. That's JGL's character the entire movie, and it bothers me, but I kind of get it. He doesn't want to do it but he likes doing it. But when he kills the operation, he also kind of kills himself because he likes it so much, but he can't be that good of a cop without what he's trying to kill. It doesn't make any fucking sense, man. It's, uh, a, snake eating it, it's, a, it's a snake eating its own tail. Yeah. Well, um, I think we need to, to try to wrap this up here because it's getting late. We are. Um, there is something I wrote down called the Genesis cliche, which is what we just talked about. Anytime they, in quotes, want to start something new, uh, they can always dream up of six degrees of separation or eight degrees of separation, anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, there's something I wrote down um, and we'll get on this uh, the shotgun kills the big guy at the end but what about the guy it's sort of selective because when people that are regenerative because of said pill all, all of a sudden at the end when our hero shoots people they they don't have this regenerative property. Like somehow it's their final bullet and nobody's figured that out before. That's the like one of the last things. I said shotgun kills big dude, but 
What about his powers fixing himself? Um, yeah. That's like some of the small things that they didn't figure out, uh, which is another reason why this movie doesn't get a, a full 11 deep. But um, why wouldn't the pill work on Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the end? That's a good question. I don't know. That's another reason. That's another reason I don't give this movie a full eleven D is because I actually wrote that down. Uh, why wouldn't the pill that everybody's been taking the entire movie work on Joseph Gordon Levitt's character at the very end when he was taking it? Right, because they never insinuate that you lose or that you have uh, tolerance of the, that you that you gain tolerance to the drug or that it becomes um right you're either you either can accept it or you can't there is no tolerance right you can explode if it doesn't if it's not compatible with your dna even so uh the last thing i have is that they wanted her because she can reverse remember they were chasing the young black girl for the entire movie and we didn't know why right at the very end they wanted her because she can reverse and actually take away other people's powers kind of like rogue and marvel series to the thing they created in the first place she was the first one that had a reaction to these drugs and they wanted her back they were chasing her the entire time again again another reference to minority report remember when they Yep. They they steal the precog uh, chick, <clears throat> right? Yes, kind of so, similar so, thing where they take her. So that's my last absolute note. They wanted her the entire time, the whole movie. We didn't know that the reason they were chasing after her is because she's the one that started it all in the first place. Right, like she has the whole, the, mo the whole movie is a paradox. They have this. She has special powers, and they're like extracting it from her. They want to because she's the only one that can uh, both – they did something with the DNA too. They, they, they both ended it and started it with her. Right. So the whole reason the, the movie exists is because of that paradox. And, and there you go. That's the whole episode. Thank you guys because I'm a fucking genius. Um, that might be a lot of nonsense. Uh, I hope it was funny and entertaining for you guys. But um, here we are once again recording for you and for me. Uh, thank you very much to actually plug your own shit because I always fuck it up. Go ahead. Well, um, again, I'm Aaron Field, the co-host. Um, you can check me out on my website, aaronsmusic.com or acousticaf.com. I'm also on pretty much all the social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reverb Nation, SoundCloud. Just look me up, Aaron Field Music. Uh, YouTube, I have a lot of videos on YouTube. <clears throat> um, and that's about it for now. Thank you very much for doing this, man. Uh, it's a multiple day project. This will actually go out this week, uh, I'm going to promise that. Um, I just have to drop it in the template and fucking upload it and get it done. It's actually going to get posted before 
uh, what we talked about before uh, for the uh, City on the Hill podcasts. Um, pretty sure at this point that's going to be, I don't know, maybe behind a paywall. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, we have to finish, but thank you very much. That is Aaronfield Music, uh, AcousticAF.com. Yep. Uh, my name is Darren Benjamin Torres, a.k.a. Analysis49. You can reach me. Uh, any comments, questions, uh, bullshit, please. Fans.aweekly at gmail.com. Go to Jesus Christ, anywhere. Uh, just Google us. We are at <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, man, there's so much shit that I have going on. Um, I can't even put it together. But uh, I think we're on um, – not I think we are, but we are on Google Podcasts. We're on iTunes. Uh, just search F-E-N on iTunes or uh, follow us at A Week Late. Uh, Instagram at A Week Late. Uh, Facebook.com slash weekly podcast, uh, Twitter, Spotify, uh, Jesus Christ. What other, Aaron, please help me here. What other uh, social platforms are we on? For um, let's see, Apple, iTunes, uh, you got Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Oh, iHeartRadio, thank you. That's a thing. Um, anyway, if you have any questions or comments, uh, maybe email me or just do uh, at a week late, um, like if your girl was pregnant. We will see you a week ago. Thank you, Aaron. Um, I, I, I want to say I'm supposed to say something here, but I don't know what to say. Uh, I think uh, I think you've said it all. <laughs> okay, go go watch. What are we talking about? I don't even know. Anywho, thank you for thank you for listening. We will see you a week ago. Cheers. Shout out to everybody. Peace. Have a good one. Stay safe. By doing uh yeah, please wear a mask. Um don't be a douche. Be kind, rewind. All that shit. All right. If this goes awry, I will talk to you tomorrow, Aaron. All right. Let me know. And meeting for all, please.